0: You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and today I have something special for you. It's day 3 of a challenge that I recently did in my social selling success society group. A lot of times I will record these over and have them be just completely a new podcast, but in this case I edited it up just a little bit for you. It is the actual recording from my live just so you know when you're hearing, you know, papers in the background or ums and things that you don't Normally, hear from me, that is why. But I am doing this because I really don't want to take away the magic that was in these things. I really feel like they were very ordained by God for you to be hearing them. And what this one is is all about. Well, the challenge is about mastering your identity, and this is day three, and it is about how come it's so hard to simply be yourself? Why do we struggle so much to become who God created us to be. And so I lay it all out for you and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I hope that you can take advantage of this and then definitely find the other days if you're coming upon this by itself, there are four different parts about mastering your identity. So thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, welcome to day three of the Master Your Identity Challenge. And so today we're going to be talking all about why is it so hard to simply be yourself? It's pretty crazy that we are not just born to know who we are, that we have to go through this discovery process But that is what I'm called to do, is to help you to do that. And so on day one, we talked about your design, that you are like a seed and you have a particular design. And then on day two, we talked about your talents. Now, I did both of those yesterday because um, I had to um, just to catch up. But today we're on day three and it's all about how come. You can't just simply be yourself. So I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to listen, but not for me, for you. I'm so happy because it is in knowing and understanding these things that will help you to move forward. These are the things that keep you stuck. These are the things that keep you from moving to a new life, a different life, a better life, the life of your dreams. And so I'm very honored to be able to take you on these journeys, to give you this information, to help you to understand what are these things that are holding you back and how can you do a better job at navigating your life in such a way that you can move forward. And so I really do believe that it is the knowledge that you need to move forward. And it's the things that we don't often consider. And we just get frustrated that we're stuck, but we don't really know why. And so I always wanna try to talk about those things that are on the underneath of the reasons why you're not moving forward. It's not just because you're not doing enough. Likely you're doing a lot, but it's these things that are sabotaging the efforts that you're making. So make sure that you download your worksheet because I go along and I use the worksheet as a guide as I'm talking. It has notes in there for you, so you can review them and remember what I talked about. But the most important thing is, after we go ahead and go through the information, then you have a little homework piece. And I try to make the homework take less than 15 minutes of your time, but it's a very, very important action piece that I want you to make sure that you're taking. Today, as we go through all these different ways that your soil is being tainted and so you as a seed are being planted into this world and the things that are going on around you are contaminating your success. And as we learn about those things, when what I have for you is in the homework, there are some very powerful questions for you to ask yourself and identify for yourself. So even, you know, if you did nothing else but this worksheet, it would be enough. So I if you watch the video, for sure do the worksheet because it's even better, right? All right, so let's get into what is it? What is it that taints your soil and keeps you from growing? Well, when I was preparing this, it was kind of cool because it ended up being that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories Seven categories and they all start with P's, which I love that it worked out this way. But the first one we're going to be talking about The first thing we're going to be talking about is in the area of programming. The second one is people are contaminating you. Peer pressure, pain, pride, performance, and problems. So I'll be breaking each of these categories down a little bit. So the first one is your limiting beliefs. Now, if you've been a part of the Social Selling Success Society, in the first challenge that we did in um, stepping into your new identity, your next level identity, the very first thing that I talked about is your limiting beliefs. This is how powerful that these things are. So limiting beliefs are just thoughts that you have thought over and over and over until they actually are so anchored that they become your standard way of being. And so the way you respond to something, the way that you are triggered by different things in life will make you be triggered to think particular things and act in particular ways. That is how limiting beliefs play in. And so the the reason why limiting beliefs and knowing and understanding where limiting beliefs come from, these anchoring thought processes and whatever you believe is what you will act, it is what you will say, it is how you will continue to live your life. So what I said in the limiting beliefs is, if you are saying something continually, if you look around your world, whatever you're living right now, Whatever circumstance you're living in, whether you look at your financial situation, you look at your relationship situation, whatever it is, what it is, is that it is going to, um, hi, Christy, um, it is going to show you what you believe because we're always going to be in alignment with our beliefs. So it's so powerful for you to know and understand and identify those limiting beliefs. So you can really pay attention to what you are saying. You can pay attention to the evidence that your life is showing you that you believe. So if you've never been able to get over a particular income, there's beliefs associated with that. If, you've, if you have struggles in your relationships, there's beliefs associated with that. So it's a undoing of like beginning to start paying attention to what are those beliefs that your life is revealing to you. And you start capturing them so that you can create a new belief. So as I talked about in the Next Level Confidence Challenge, you cannot rise and move to a different way of being unless you start programming yourself differently. And so limiting beliefs are something that are keeping you on the treadmill. And so in order for you to have a different result, you have to capture them and you have to start forcing yourself and intentionally building new beliefs. And that is how you start to have different results. So we've already talked about your design and we've talked about your talents and how you need to be a force of good in the world. You need to be able to shine your light that only you can shine. But you can't do that if these negative beliefs are holding you back and they keep you from taking consistent action. So definitely recommend going back if you don't if you're not really aware of your limiting beliefs, then I definitely would go back and watch that episode. You can find it in the units. Um, if you are watching this on a different platform and you don't have access to that, then I definitely can um, get you that. So just email me at inspiringyourshine@gmail.com at gmail.com and ask for it. Um, the next thing about your programming is your fears. And so when we are programmed a particular way to respond, to protect ourselves when those fears arise. So these a lot of times, and we'll go a little bit more into detail, come from past pains. They come from programming of just, this is the way that I respond when things get hard. And so we, a lot of us have different ways that we respond when we have fear. It might be that you avoid, it might be that you hide and protect, it might be that you run and distract yourself. So we have different ways that we deal with this. And so that is something that, again, in your programming, as far as what is holding you back, you need to be aware of what are the fears that you have so that when they start coming up, instead of continuing to respond to them the way that you always have, you can start to face them. And what's really interesting about fears is when they come up and you find yourself shying away or running or freezing or hiding or self-soothing or whatever it is that you do when you have fear, then you, if you start to face it, then what's interesting about it is if you resist the fear and you try to escape it, then it will persist. And But if you face it, the fear begins to fade and it loosens its grip. And what I like to teach people is what we want to do with our fear is we want to understand it. We want to understand where it's coming from. What exactly are you afraid of? What are you building up in your mind that is going to happen? What are you trying to protect yourself from? Understand that fear because when you understand it, then you can start making reasonable decisions to protect yourself, to move past it, to shore up, to build up protective things around you. And so I really recommend that you face your fear. The next thing of programming is your experiences. So these are like your past experiences. When something comes into your life, and this is again with your programming, when you've had past experiences that win a particular way, your brain is going to tell you, wait a second, this is what I know about this subject. When this happens, this is what I know. And it's going to feed you that past information. And so maybe you've had experiences in the past or you were behaving in a way in the past that when you have new opportunities or something comes up where you want to do something new, then these past experiences kind of haunt you. And it's like all of these crazy little voices in the back of your mind of saying, oh, that didn't work out for you so good in the past. Or this always happens to you. You should have never hoped for something better to come along because this is your lot in life. And you know what I mean? All those little voices that try to just like tear you down one little thought at a time. And so those past experiences try to speak into our life. And our brain is trying to help us, giving us that information and reminding us of the information. But it becomes like a taunting spirit because for you to move forward and have a different result, you will have to then face And know that yes and accept even that that happened and I was a different person then and now I'm different and I'm going to do it different and here is why. And you need to be able to kind of soothe your own mind with why it's different and better and also create that environment for you to thrive. Because maybe the reason why in the past it didn't work the way that you wanted or hoped it would is because of the environment that you put around you. You didn't put the right environment around you for you to grow and prosper. And we have 100% control over the environment that we surround ourselves with. Those are the three things when it comes to programming that are keeping you from growing, your limiting beliefs, your fears, and your experiences. So the next P that is keeping you from growing is people. Yes, people probably taint your soil and make it hard for you to grow more than anyone else. They have the most influence in our lives. So the, this starts out with parents. This is an interesting thing, and if you're not a parent, you may not understand this as well, but maybe you can look back on your own experience of how your parents treated you. But it's really interesting, and it took me a really long time to know and understand that my children are not really like an extension of me and my ego. They're their own people. But when I was first parenting my first child, everything she did, I felt like was a reflection of me. First of all, I wanted her to be like me because it, it stroked my own ego for me to see myself in her. And so I tried to make her behave like me. My husband is a different personality and he tried to make her behave how he behaves. And it can be very, very confusing for a child who just wants to please when all they want to do is be who they are, but they're not able to be it because you have these really influential people in your life, your parents trying to mold and shape you into how they need you to be, how they want you to be, how it's going to please them. And, you know, when you're the parent and they're the child, you have authority over them. So it's easy to... To do that and um and so parents a lot of times can cause a lot of wounds in children not meaning to because of the way that they parented you and you tried to please you maybe tried to acquiesce to how they wanted you to be and it was a mask that you put on in order to please or maybe you because of the way that they parented it has caused a lot of what we're going to talk about later pain in your life. And so parents definitely can really play a big role in the way that your soil is going. And that is why I really believe in the word. God talks about how we need to raise our kids up the way that they should go. And so if we're not setting a good example for them, that can be very confusing for them. And so if you are a parent now, what we need to remember is that they are their own person. And what our job is, is not to try to mold them into what we think that they should be, but to nurture them in the way that God created them to be. And it takes you taking your ego out of it and you taking your ownership over your child out of it. And now my youngest child is 16, my oldest is 24. I've learned so much along the way about parenting and that the things that I did wrong with our first child. And so for instance, one thing that I did is I didn't want her to be whiny because it embarrassed me when she was whiny in front of other people. I don't like negative attention brought to me. And so because of that, I actually made her, who's a very sensitive person, stuff her feelings. Because it's what pleased me. So that's just one small little example of how I wounded my first child. Um, but our parents can really wound us. So there are things that, um, there was a time when I was really struggling with my self-esteem and I was crying out to God and asking him why. I mean, how can I, I, I know that I can be confident in situations, but I have this constant like battle of feeling like unworthy and, and insecure. And, um, what God revealed to me is that During the time that my parents had gotten a divorce, my dad took us away from our mom and so we didn't see our mom and I did not have a mother in my life from age four to age eight. And that was a time when I had a lot of new experiences with starting school and I was number four in my family. And so my mom wasn't there to protect me from my siblings who kind of took on parenting roles and were kind of mean to me and nothing against them. They were just kids too, but you know, like that, when God revealed that to me and showed me how my parent had wounded me and I had no idea and he told me I needed to forgive her and I was like, but Lord, how, why would I need to forgive her? I love her. She's my favorite person and she had already passed by this time. But he He said, no, like you need to forgive her because that was something that wounded you. And once I kind of was able to accept that, it really helped me. And so I want you to just pray about that for you. If there's anything that your parents did that maybe wounded you and is kind of, continually keeping you in a cycle that you need to um, accept the next thing about people of course is friends your friends speak into your life they say and this has to do with like association of course to whoever you spend the most time with the five people that you spend the most time with your life won't really rise up above theirs most of the time because we want to be like the people that we hang out with and that really plays into those beliefs what we believe about the world, how we perceive the world. So you just have to be careful about not spending too much time with friends that maybe are not living the life that you desire or not pursuing life the way that you want to pursue life because it will hold you back. And so as we go into that next part about people is mentors. Now, in a bad way, mentors can... And throughout your life, maybe there was a teacher or a coach or, or somebody you respected in your family that you considered a mentor and they wounded you by saying something to you that really hurt your feelings and, and you've built a belief around or labeled yourself in a way that they described you or said something to you about. And so mentor, there are people that speak into our lives and if they are not healthy individuals or if we allow them to speak something negative into our life it can really take hold and impact the way that we behave um you know i've had situations in my life where i let people in and i was mentored by people that didn't really care for my heart maybe the way they should have because they were more self-motivated and it was about them and not me and so i want you to be aware of that but when it comes to the people that you're around and the soil being tainted by them. I want you to be aware of it, but I also want you to be aware of you can ingest audiobooks and books and podcasts and YouTube videos. And there are so many opportunities for you to find and seek out mentorship that will fill you up and not tear you down. And so you don't have to rely on having friends that are like that or having um, mentorship in your life. You can go and seek that out. So I want to encourage you if you don't have that, that you definitely can find it out there. We have access to so many awesome people shining their light in the world and you can soak that in. And then the next P is peer pressure. And so when it comes to peer pressure, then first of all, this starts at a young age where that nobody Everybody points out if you are standing out from the crowd. If you are not doing what the, the masses are doing, the average people and what they find acceptable, then they will tease you ferociously. They will be mean to you. I remember even in like seventh, no, I'm sorry, this was actually my 11th grade year, that I had changed schools and I temporarily went to a school in Kansas And I was kind of more stylish, edgy. I loved to wear things that were kind of different. And I had these really cool red high top tennis shoes. And I got made fun of for wearing them. And I mean, I was evolved enough in fashion that I still wore them. But I remember feeling so ashamed that day that I knew that they were teasing me about it. They weren't really saying it to my face. They were pointing and they were talking behind my back and it felt so uncomfortable. And so unfortunately, average the average way of thinking, what most people think that we should do, the status quo, when you try to rise up, when you stand out and you really take ownership of who you are and you become an individual, you will get peer pressure. And so you have to get comfortable with the fact that people won't always agree with what you do and we need to stop looking And this was something I really, really had to work on. You have to stop looking for other people to approve of you. You need to get your approval first and foremost from God and make sure you're in alignment with his will for your life. And his will is definitely for you to be an individual that he made you to be. But you also need to start standing firm in your own purpose and not looking to the world to tell you who you're supposed to be. It's so important. So another thing about peer pressure is, of course, we compare ourselves. And so this is why it's so important for you to know and understand your design, to understand your talents and how of a unique calling that you have that nobody else can fulfill. Because we often will look at other people and this comparison can come in lots of different ways. But we look at other people and we think somehow we're not, comparing, because you very rarely compare yourself to people who are lower than you, right? You or who you perceive to be further behind than you, you normally compare yourself to people that are ahead of you. And so when you compare yourself to people that are ahead of you, one of the traps that you might fall into is trying to emulate other people instead of, again, being who you are. And so I think that that's how we learn. Sometimes we have to try things on to see if it is something that feels good for us. And so sometimes that's how you start is you, you kind of look at what somebody else is doing. You start trying it yourself. But at some point, we have to start taking ownership for it ourselves. And we can't be just always looking to do what everybody else is doing. We need to think for ourselves. We need to have a conversation with God. And we need to be in conversation with him, asking him, to light your path to know what you need to be doing next how can you activate what he has given you what is your um path what is what are you supposed to be doing because we get so distracted and we spend so much time trying to do what other people are doing but that is their path that is their purpose that is what they maybe are supposed to be doing hopefully but it's not yours and so do not get caught up in the trap of trying to be someone else and emulate them and compare yourselves to them. You have to stand firm and have a conversation with God and allow him to light your path, to let him reveal who you are, what you're supposed to do, the rules that you play. And that is so important. So that is um, why I'm sharing with you about peer pressure because it is a thing that we often do. We're always looking at, well, they they are having success, so they must be doing it right. So let me emulate what they're doing and it's you're just trying on somebody else's purpose is what you're doing. You have to stand firm in who you are supposed to be and what you're supposed to be. So don't be afraid to stand out, stop comparing yourself and we have to be really careful about the labels that we put on ourselves that other people called us names or said about us, our family members maybe said about us, and we continue to stand in those labels. You know, labels that aren't serving you. Labels like disorganized. Labels like, um, I'm trying to think of some, like you talk too much, you're annoying. Those are some of the things that I was labeled as. And I had to really get over that because God gave me a voice that is to be heard, to encourage. And so it was very contrary, those labels that people were giving me that I was taking on were very contrary to what God wanted me to do. And that's the way it works a lot of times. That's why we're talking about this contamination that happens that keeps you from growing. And so you need to be aware of that. And then um, the next P that we want to go over is pain. So of course, what has tainted you and kept you from really becoming the person that you desire to be, a lot of times is those past pains in our life. Because we had people and peer pressure and um, experiences and all of those things that have had different pain in our life through that, or maybe it's even pain like you had to walk through a season of fighting cancer or a sickness or an illness or an injury, and there was a lot of pain, physical pain, as well as emotional pain that went along with that. So these wounds that we have from either people or experiences, incidents, um, those can actually be used for your purpose. It's it's a beautiful thing that God can actually use them for your purpose, but we don't really, we want to for sure accept them as that they were pain things. We don't want to let them keep us small though. We want to use them either for good and we want to heal them enough so that we can actually see the, I like to talk about it as reframing the pain. And so if that had not happened to you, what would you not be? And so what did you gain from that bad experience? Who did you become because you had that adversity? Now, in the Bible, it says that don't be afraid of adversity because adversity will build your character. And so many times we try to use, the enemy will try to turn things on us and make us think that the things that happened to us that were painful in our life are destroying us and continuing to hold us down and destroy us. But actually, God can use those things to, as a catalyst for us to help other people, to be more powerful in our stories because we now have a story of overcoming that people love to hear. And so I want you to know and reframe your pain. But we also wanna be careful about not talking about things that are still so painful to us. Like talk about the wounds that have healed, not the wounds that are still you know, bleeding. Um, and so sometimes we can allude to, I'm going through something, I'm working through something, but you can't talk about it yet. And then once you're over it and you've overcome it, then it's, it's very encouraging for you to talk about it to other people. The other thing about pain is people take a victim stance and this is a problem that a lot of people have that because whatever situation happened to them, maybe it was their upbringing, their culture, um, their experiences, different things that happened in their life, they take a victim stance and they use that as an excuse instead of allowing that to help them move forward. So they, they allow it to continue to contaminate their environment and their world, and they keep going back to that. Well, if that hadn't happened, then I would be better off. But again, we have to reframe it. We can't stand in a victim stance and have victory. We have to move forward and move past it and accept that everything can be used for good. Everything that the enemy means for evil can be used for good. And so we, we need to stop whenever we find ourselves making excuses. You are in a victim stance and that is meaning that you are holding yourself still and only you can stop making excuses and just keep moving forward no matter what and really become and step into that. I'm more than an overcomer because you are. That's the truth. But you have to step into that and let go of all of those great excuses that you have. We all have great excuses. You know, we've all had stuff happen to us. We all could come up with a million excuses as to why we can't. What we need to do is be focusing on why we can. And so the last thing on there in your pain, and this is very important, is that forgiveness piece. Many times we are trying to move forward, but we haven't really let go because we haven't really forgiven. And this is such a theme, obviously, in the Bible. We need to be forgivers. We need to forgive and let go. And we need to be free from those pains. Be free from the wrongs that people have done to us. And we need to forgive those people in our lives. And the most important person for you to forgive is yourself. Maybe throughout your life, you had done things that you need to forgive yourself for because you're still allowing it to keep you from moving forward. Because you're looking back and you keep telling yourself, who are you to think that you can be that when you have done that? You need to forgive yourself. We uh, we all have done wrong, but... Christ has come to set us free and so that we can be free indeed. And if we are choosing to not live free and to not forgive and let go and move past it, then we are only torturing ourselves. That's our bad choice. And so that's not what God wants for you. So for you to step into that abundant and satisfying life, you have to learn to forgive other people, forgive yourself. And if you struggle with that, I definitely recommend that you do a lot of studying on forgiveness. There's certainly a lot of scriptures about it. And then um, the next one is pride. And so pride is, that is what made (laughs) Satan fall. Pride is so easily overlooked. We don't always know when we have pride because it's so a part of our human experience. It's how we protect ourselves and hide our insecurities. It is our ego taking the lead to try to please ourselves. Pride is damaging. And the way that pride shows up is, for me, I've really struggled, and maybe you have too, is having such independence where I'm not relying on God I'm not asking God before I take action. I just was so independent and so determined to just make my way that that independence has really made my journey longer than it needed to be because I was not in submission to God's will for my life. I took the reins and I was ready to go and I knew where I wanted to go and I was going there alone. Come on, God, join me, catch up kind of an attitude and so I don't know if you struggle with that that's definitely something that I really struggle with I could talk a lot longer about that but I don't want to take up too much time so I won't but then and it's also taking ownership so yesterday I talked about the talents and the in Matthew 25 14 through 30 is the whole story about the servants that were given the talents from the master and the one surface servant who hid his talents because he had fear um, and he buried them to keep them safe and secure them. Well, what ends up happening is we take ownership of the things that God gives us. And instead of using it as a steward and knowing that it is just being given to you as a steward, every single thing in your life, every breath that you take, your time here on earth, every gift that you've been given, every opportunity that you've been given, every personal possession that you have, we don't own any of it. And a lot of times we take ownership of it. We're like, I earned this. I did the work for this. This is mine. And, and I think that that's a big problem. Um, and it's part of what taints our soil because whenever we take ownership, then it we value it more. And whatever you value, it can be vulnerable. And then we ne- we have the need to secure it when it's valuable to us and when it's vulnerable. And so it actually puts us in a compromising position. So that is why we have to detach ourselves. We need to not have expectations of other people. We need to do and be who God has called us to be without expectation and without ownership, where it's just obedience, obedience. And then that's when you get the well done, good and faithful servant, because it's not about you. You are not the creator and you don't get to take ownership. And if you are, it's causing problems for you. I guarantee it, it has caused problems for me too. I'm working through that and really trying to be a better steward of God. This whole thing came out of me trying to put God at, at a higher place in my life because I was not doing that as much as I wanted to be. I had a lot of knowledge about God. I still have a lot of knowledge, but I was not in in, in like total submission and obedience to God. Not that I was sinning or anything like that, but just... I was sinning in the fact that I was taking ownership and independence. That's where I, my problem was. And then um, pride also, it, it is a lack of trust in God. And so at the core of everything for me, that was what it was. I had a lot of things that happened throughout my life and I felt like God kind of let me down. And I was looking at them through the wrong lens and I felt like, Um, I couldn't trust God that when I really, really needed him, he wasn't showing up for me. That was a lie. It's a lie. um, But that was what I really had a deep-seated belief about. And I've had, I'm dealing with that. Um, And so maybe that's something that you struggle with too. And then, of course, I already talked about the ego. The ego wants credit for what it does. And so everything that we're doing, we want to make sure that we are getting our credit for that. And that is not the way that God wants it to work. He wants to get the praise. He wants to be the one that gets the praise. He wants us to acknowledge him in all the things that we do and acknowledge where the source of our power comes from. And that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow is really understanding our identity in Christ and rooting down so that we are secure and that we are having all the good stuff flowing up to us so that we can shine bright in the world. So the next P is performance. And so this is all about how we get in this habit of um, earning our worth and that we feel like we need to be doing things in order to be worthy and we get When we get um, accomplishments and accolades, then that makes us worthy somehow. But we need to remember that we are worthy from our first breath. That you don't have to do anything for God to be worthy. And we don't have anything else that we need to prove to other people. We just have to be, again, a servant and obedient to God's will for our life by allowing your design and your talents to rise up and to be seen and felt in the world. And... Um, then, of course, performance is like that ego thing of doing it for applause, that you, you do things and they seem like you're doing it because you want to be good in the world, but you actually are doing it for applause. So there's a, a lot of different scriptures where it talks about giving in secret. And the reason why is because God doesn't want us to do things to get applause and to please other people. God will see what you do. And that is the one he wants you to please. He doesn't want you to be trying to please man. And that is something that I really struggle with. And the reason why when I created this group, I had to, I had to say that I was going to step out and say for Christian women is because when I was in groups and I was, knew that there were people that did not believe what I believe, that I would dull my shine to not offend them. And so I wanted this to be a safe place a safe place where I could talk freely about how I feel about the Lord and that I could let truth shine and I could not back down from it. And that was really important for me because I was so used to being in a position where I was trying to people please all the time. And so I needed to create a safe space for me so that it wouldn't be so hard for me to to dim God's light in my life. And then that other piece of performance is Um, Being self-serving instead of servant-hearted. I've already talked about that a little bit. But we can't be doing things that seem like we're doing it for good. But we are actually doing it to get something out of it for ourselves. And then the last P is the problems. And so things will come into our lives. And this is the truth. There are always going to be some problems that we can point to. There's always going to be something in your life that's trying to distract you. And so we have to get to a place where we can stop pointing to all these distractions and allowing them to keep us from our past. So there is a scripture and it says to keep your eye on the prize and to not look to the left or the right. And so we need to understand that there are always going to be problems and distractions that come up and, you know, we have to deal with them. Like this whole space that we're in right now during this Corona thing is a problem, but we, we had a choice that we didn't have to let it distract us. We always have a choice. And so it's not easy, but we do have a choice and we can do it. And um, so we have to look out for distractions because the distractions are always going to be there. And it's always going to be your choice whether you're going to let it distract you from your purpose and your you showing up to do what you need to do and to be the servant in the world that you're supposed to be or not. And you're going to have to stand account for that. And then, um problems like having no self-control or boundaries in your life. And so we have been given the ability to tap into the spirit of self-control. We can have self-control. And I am, that if you were to test me on like my strengths and stuff, it's one of my weaknesses. Like the self-control is, I'm very weak in it. But when I am empowered with the word of God, at my side, I can have and exhibit a lot more self-control. And there's other things in my life that I can do to shore myself up to make sure that I can have self-control. And that I can do the things that I said that I was going to do that I can complete. And I can do things that in my most natural state in my personality would be hard for me, but I can do that. I can overcome. I'm actually shocked at the things that I've been able to do in my life because of the ability that God has given me to finish and keep my eye on the prize and to finish what he started in me, those good works that he started in me. And, and normally when I show up, it is when I'm really here for you. I show up for you if, if, if it's just for me, I don't show up for myself. And so I need that outer pressure of other people counting on me for me to show up. And so I try to create those parameters for myself so that I can have self-control and boundaries. And then the la- very last thing about your problems is being overcome instead of overcoming. And we need to remember that we are more than an overcomer, that there's nothing that we cannot move past. And so to keep that... Not looking at what you can't do, but what can you do? And staying focused on what can I do? Not what you don't have, but what do I have? And staying in that positive state, remembering that you're more than an overcomer, that there is nothing that can overcome you that is bigger than God. And long as you stay partnered with him, you can continue to go forward and to overcome. Nothing can overcome you unless you let it. There's always a way, there is always a way. And so just to reiterate, all of these things that are keeping you from growing and becoming the person that you desire to be are those programs that are just already kind of set in place but you have control over, so you gotta take control over those limiting beliefs, your fears and your past experiences and stop letting those things speak into your life because you're on to a new future. And then the people in your life, putting up boundaries, recognizing the people that have hurt you, forgiving them and being able to move past that, creating an environment that helps you to grow. If this environment that you were born up in, the people around you are toxic to you, you have a choice to change where you're ingesting your information and getting your advice from. And then the peer pressure. Don't be afraid to stand out from the crowd. Most likely because you're such an individual, unless you are standing out from the crowd and you're doing something unique, you are not following your calling because God never called you to be average. You've always been called to stand out. And then the pain, just really moving past that pain, allowing it to serve you and to remind yourself who you became because of the pain. And and really being like almost happy about what it gave you because you would not be the person that you are today without it. It's it's a gift. And to be looking at it through different eyes instead of being a victim. And then um, making sure that you keep that pride in check Don't take ownership and be so independent. Make sure that you are giving the glory to where it belongs and that you are putting your ego in check. Don't lead with your ego. You need to let go of your ego if you ever want to rise. All great leaders are servant to all. And then performance. Stop trying to earn your worth. You're already worthy. You're already enough. And focus on just being that light in the world that you were created to be. And don't do it for applause or approval of other people. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Because it's who you were created to be. And so that when you are past, that you've done what you were supposed to do. That you were the servant that you were supposed to be here on earth. And lastly, um, just don't let those distractions or your lack of self-control keep you from doing the things that you know you need to do. Just get a grip on it. Make a plan. Use... Whatever you need to um, empower you to do the thing that you don't want to do and you will move forward and life will change and you will have the prize that you seek. You will have that satisfaction. You will you will get the accolades. It will bring you in front of the great because when we um, are allowing ourselves to be who God created us to be, we will have all the things. We will have all the things. But these are the things that we have to overcome so i hope that that helped tomorrow we're going to be dealing with just how the roots like so if you're a seed the only way that you can grow is to root down so that you can access the nutrients and the water and the things that you need to grow and so we're going to be talking about how you can root down and how, and where those things come from so that you can move forward and and really blossom and bear fruit in your life to sustain other people and to be that leader that you desire to be. And make sure that you print out the worksheets because the worksheets are going to have some great questions for you in it and it's all the notes that you need. So make sure you get that. And um, thank you so much for being here and I will see you next time. Before you go, I just want to make sure you know that you can grab your free worksheet that goes along with this audio so that you can review the information, so that you can do the homework that's assigned with it, that you can print out the entire document. There's also an online fillable. And so just look in the show notes and you can access all of that information. Thank you again for listening. Shine bright and make a difference.